This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. Welcome to the This Is Why You're Single podcast. I'm Laura Lane. And I'm Angela Sparrow. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week we highlight a different dating topic. This week's episode is our 169th episode. Oh, hey girl. Hey. We're teenage boys. 69. Uh, When Opposites Attract is this week's episode. We come together For our younger listeners, that was Paula Abdul. (laughs) Uh, And we highly recommend checking out the music video on YouTube, which features her dancing around with some cartoon cats. Oh, it's a classic. Also in the lineup, we are talking about what's new in dating news, why monogamy might be more difficult for women than men, surprisingly, and a woman convinced a man on Tinder that they had the same phone number. That's just a funny, goofy little prank. Huh? Uh, Then we're diving into the mailbox to answer your listener questions, including one listener who's dating a nice guy for once and isn't sure if she's into it. But first, Angela, what is going on with your week? Um, So I recently hung out with a pack of 22-year-olds, British 22-year-olds, so they go really hard. And I was like, wow, I've aged. Uh, (laughs) They had me up till one o'clock in the morning. I was exhausted. Uh, But the funniest thing... Uh, about that. Wait, how did you come across oh, them? So we need I should a little explain background. that. Yeah. So my friend um, Tim is from England, but lives here now. And uh, it was his good friend's little sister that was coming to visit with a bunch of her friends. Uh, and he like remembers her being a baby growing up, and now she's like here, like throwing back beers and and partying. And babies grow up, man. I know, babies. Not having babies, but she was engaged. I was like, oh, good for you. <laughs> she was like, yeah, it took my, I can't do a British accent, but she was like, it took him so long to propose to me. I was like, you're 22. Get out of here. You're 22. Uh, I've been talking on my podcast for a year. Yeah. yeah. About my I'm boyfriend not, proposing. I'm not bitter good for her. Um, <laughs> but they, uh, after they had been drinking a bit, her and the other girl that were there uh, started asking me about American Willies. That's what they call penises, willies. Willies, yeah, which is adorable. Uh, and they were asking me if circumcised willies are gross, and I was like, "Oh, that's funny that you like think that way." Because I feel like in America, that question is always like reversed. So I was like, "Oh, uncircumcised? Ugh, I don't know." A hundred percent. So I decided not to circumcise my son. I was wondering about that. So I was wondering what you were going to do. I am Jewish, and my parents were like, "What? You're not doing it?" Blah blah blah. I'm like, you know what? I just can't justify it for religious reasons. Number one, I'm not that religious. I appreciate, you know, Judaic traditions, but I can't justify it religiously. Uh, That seems silly. And then the only other argument seemed to be, well, uh, I don't want him to get made fun of at school. And a third argument is like, oh, well, uh, don't, doesn't he want it to look like his dad's? And (laughs) So the not wanting to get made fun of at school argument was valid because like that I care about, 
But, you know, I was talking to more and more of my friends that are having sons, and I would say, like, most of them are not circumcising. Like, Yeah, it's a big trend. I hope I have a girl if I ever have children so I don't have to decide. Exactly. Because it's a big decision to yeah. make for someone. I was pretty, you know, I watched, uh, if those of you are, are curious and you want to watch what I watched, uh, I watched uh, Adam Ruins Everything about circumcision. And that, it was like a five-minute YouTube video from the show Adam Ruins Everything and it pretty much made my decision that I'm not going to circumcise my kid. So like most of my friends were not circumcising their kid and so I was like, you know what? By the time he grows up, it's probably going to be 50-50. Like, you know, so he's not going to be in the minority anymore. I'm pretty sure it's going to be 50-50 and not wanting to look like his dad. You know what? Like, how often is he going to be staring at his dad's dick? Not that that often. often At school are people going to see his dick? Probably not that often. I mean, maybe if they go to swimming urinals. I don't know. I took... I went to great lengths for nobody to ever see me naked in school. So, well, I guess he, he could, could do it too. He could do it. Um, but funny, you should talk about uh, thinking that uncircumcised is gross. I had two very vocal friends that were like, I can't believe you're not doing this. Like, you know, when we, I hooked up, you know, a few months ago with a guy that didn't have a circumcised dick and it was so gross. And they like went But was on. it gross? Was it actually gross or were they just not used to it? And they were like, ugh. They're just not used to it, which is like, what is so dumb about this? Is like, is I'm like, guys, I'm not circumcising my dick. I'm like, I- <laughs> You mean Rilo's dick. <laughs> or, sorry, sorry. I'm not circumcising Rilo's dick. I appreciate that like- you know, you don't want my son, like, you don't want future girls he's fucking to get grossed out by it. But, like, they're not going to because it's going to be the norm. And, like, things are weird if you're not used to them. But, like, by that point, it's going to be 50-50 because more and more people are realizing that there's not a huge – there's right. not really, like, a health reason. In certain circumstances, there is. You know, like, there could be, like, some weird health thing. But whatever. He can do it later in life if he I really will, wants. I will admit when I was younger – uh, having like made like passing remarks like oh like this kind of gross but it was it was just because I I didn't know any better and I didn't know how common it was outside of this country for people to not be uh or to be yeah to be uncircumcised I know it's really just like I'm pretty sure it's just Australia and the United States that do it regularly and then in most other countries it's really just you know very specific religions do it right there's a british uh dating reality show called i think naked attraction where they because like in england they're like they're a little wild on tv so they they like show the person's bottom half of their body and then the person like there's like five guys naked from the waist down and then the girl has to pick one to eliminate and they slowly go up the body and they eliminate people and she picks someone to date based on their body and like every guy on that show has uh, an uncircumcised penis. Really? So, like, if you really want to, like, get to know what those things look like, dating, dating naked, naked attraction. Okay, I just Googled it. Do you want to know? Okay, this is what it says. The rates vary wildly by country from virtually 0% of circumcision in Honduras, 7% in Spain, 20% in the UK, 45% in South Africa, to 80% in the United States, to over 90% in many Muslim-majority countries. So, it varies country to country. It's just like having a little turtleneck on your penis. Yeah. You know? And I just like, I don't know. Honestly, I was like, I don't really, it's not, it's kind of like, I view it as like genital mutilation. I think it's like, you're like, I'm like chopping off something of someone's dick and I didn't get to ask their permission. I'm on, I'm, I, I don't, I, like I said, I hope I have a girl. We're, pro- all, we're probably going to get a lot of hate mail for me calling it genital mutilation, but, uh, I mean, technically it is, but like I've said before, that's a loaded phrase I know you know I I don't like you know but I don't judge people who decide to do that my whole every guy in my family has it done you know I've only interacted with 
with circumcised penises. Nick, I don't know if Nick would appreciate me talking about his penis, but he is circumcised. So like, I am very, you know, I, uh, open to all dicks, open to all just, that's your personal choice. So yeah, fun, funny little reversal there about the willies. Yeah. Uh, Wait, what did you say when they asked? Well, I was about to be like, no, they're weird looking. Uh, but then I realized that there were like three men in the room that were definitely, uh, uncircumcised. So I was like, Ah, the, the I don't know. I've only ever seen a circumcised penis. <laughs> My favorite part of the Adam Ruins Every Everything video is they show like a picture of a dick and they're like two women. They're like, does this dick, dick look weird? They're like, yep. Does this dick look weird? Yep. Does That's this the thing. Dick look they're weird? not pretty. And like all dicks look weird to women, circumcised or not. That's, that's the moral of the story. It's true. Like it's not like how, you know, Georgia O'Keeffe like painting flowers that look like vaginas. Like vaginas are kind of, I think they're beautiful. They're like snowflakes. They're all different, but they come in all different you know, shapes and sizes. They represent and life. Penises yeah. they just look like mushrooms. There you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, dicks are weird. But what's going on in your week? I don't know. I'm just being a mom, being a mom, and not work. talking about willies with people. Um, have I been talking about willies with people? other than Rilo's? Uh, yeah, not really. Not talking about willies so much. Yeah, uh, but. You know, I watching. I I have a question for you. Okay. So when I watch Nick being a good dad, it like kind of turns me on. Okay. Is that like a thing? Like, do you think, I think like so. seeing a guy be like a care caregiverish type of role, or seeing him be like sweet with a puppy or a baby, is that like 100%. is that normal to be have that be a turn on? That's why so many guys, I think, put pictures of them with like little kids or small furry animals on their Tinder profiles because they know that women cannot help but be like, Aww. like I'm getting really turned on just watching him like rock our son and make him stop crying, but. I, like you care you have emotions yeah and i don't know if that's like weird but then i think about reversal and i'm and i wish this wasn't like a i don't know if double standard is the right word but i wish i'm pretty sure that him watching me with our infant son is not a turn on per se so why is it only like a one-way thing why am i super turned on when i see him being affectionate with our son but i'm pretty sure he's not like getting a boner from me <laughs> rocking our son to sleep i blame and, the patriarchy and reading him a book i feel like maybe it's because like as a woman he's like grown up with images of women taking care of babies like it's nothing unusual mm. but for us maybe seeing a man like break the gender norms and like be like i'm not worried about being a manly man i'm just gonna like coo with I'm my little baby son i'm a softie right it's not that bullshit tickles though. Us. it is bullshit but it's programmed into our brains. Like, I really wish that for the last, you know, 10 weeks, like me breastfeeding, reading books, putting him to sleep was like giving him a major boner. And I'm I mean, pretty sure it's not. <laughs> there might. Be, yeah. You know, that does sound weird. That would that would yeah, be uncomfortable. I guess that would be weird if that was like turning him on. But but I feel like I'm getting turned on seeing him do those things. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It all feels pretty weird. Okay, maybe I don't want human to get, sexuality like, is complex. Maybe I don't want him to get a boner when I'm reading a book. Right, or, you're like, get out of here. Get out of here with your gross, <laughs> yeah, boner. But you know what I mean. Yeah, I actually do. 
And it's not fair. It's not fair. That's all I got to say. That's what's going on with me. All right. We are going to take a very quick sponsor break, and then we're going to jump into what's in the news. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Talkspace. Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company that lets you message a licensed therapist from anywhere at any time. All you need is a computer with internet connection or the Talkspace mobile app. That means you can improve your mental health even if you've had trouble making time for it in the past. I think this is so important and so special. Therapy just does wonders and benefits, and there's things you probably don't even realize that you want to talk about. It's like, you know, and sometimes I feel like people try to turn their their friends or their partners into therapists, and they're not, you know? Right. And it's not fair to ask that of people in your life. They also might not, like, have the right answers because they're not, they haven't studied they don't know how the mind works they don't know what to tell you so like talk to a licensed therapist and it's so easy now with Talkspace right and for a lot of people it's hard to pencil in finding a therapist a lot of therapists are super booked up because we're living in anxiety ridden times so Squarespace true that yeah Uh, so Squarespace makes it easy to find someone to talk to you get something off your chest whenever you need to talk about everyday challenges at work or at home just chat about life there are no extra commutes no leaving the office and no judgments Yeah, exactly. The Talkspace platform has over 2,000 licensed therapists who are experienced in addressing life challenges we all face. To match with a perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, go to Talkspace.com slash single and use the code single to get $45 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's single and Talkspace.com slash single. Angela, what have you been reading about in the news? Okay, so according to Vice and Justin LaMiller, PhD, apparently monogamy may be even more difficult for women than it is for men, which is not the widely held belief. We are another act of the patriarchy. It's a widely held belief that monogamy comes more naturally to women than it does to men, but it's not true. Mm. Um, That's according to this woman, Wednesday Martin, who Justin LaMiller interviewed in this little piece she wrote a new book called untrue why nearly everything we believe about women lust and infidelity is wrong and how the new science can set us free um she compiled research and interviews from experts to challenge uh, us to think differently about women and sex so here are some of the questions he asked her he said how common is infidelity among women in the united states and how does it compare to the rate of infidelity among men and she said that Women are likely to underreport their infidelity and to report preferences and behaviors that conform to social expectations, basically because they don't want to be seen as like hoes. Oh. Like women worry more about that sort of thing than men do. Uh, so it varies by study. She said the lowest reported rate of female infidelity in the U.S. was 13%, but on the higher side, there are reported rates of 50% of women admitting that they've had intercourse with someone that they're not married to. And then among people in their 20s, Married women outpace married men when it comes to infidelity. And in several U.S. studies, male and female rates of infidelity are much closer than we'd imagine. That's interesting. So women are getting it on. They're just not telling people. Yes. And then the other question that I thought was interesting was, I guess, a lot of people think that when men cheat, it's like for sexual gratification. But when women cheat, it's for emotional gratification. Is that also not true? She said that, according to this book, it's bullshit. She said that... um, Women, again, like when women are polled, they'll like convince themselves that it's emotional. But um, some social scientists have argued that monogamy, I'm sorry, I'm reading the wrong thing. She said, research by numerous experts suggests that many women are cheating for the same reason men are, that they want to have great sex. I believe that. 
right? Yeah, because, you know, we're we're just humans. At the end of the day, like, you know, if you're not getting not getting it on, you want to get it on somewhere else. And I feel like when you're in a long-term relationship, that tends like the emotional stuff is okay. It's usually the sex that falls off. Right. Right. So I like, think, I guess it just depends. Yeah. Cause sometimes you could just stop connecting on an, on a deep emotional level, but yeah, it could, it could, ha- it'll, it could all go south. <laughs> it's why, that's why you gotta, you gotta keep maintenance on your relationship. It's like true. tonight we're going on a date night. Are you? Without the baby. Do you think you're going to have SEX? I don't know. Post baby SEX. TBD on that. Still, hasn't, see, ha- Car- still has not happened. I noticed, uh, where this episode's probably coming out later than this, but Cardi B just celebrated her one year wedding anniversary and she tweeted that she was going to have lots of sex that night. Good for her. Um, and I was like, oh, I wonder if that's the first time post baby. Oh, maybe. You know, sometimes if you uh, you you say something will happen, it, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy, like it will. Right. So you will. You will have sex tonight. I will. Yeah. We'll see. We'll all be rooting for you. Thanks. I appreciate that. And if not, you can join the rest of Women in America and cheat. Just kidding. Just, Just kidding. I would never do that. Me either. Nick's <laughs> too perfect of a human. And you're a new mother. It would be terrible. I would never do that. Okay. I'm not encouraging you to cheat. What are you reading? I'm reading our favorite Cosmo. Sexy. This is an article by a girl, Hannah Smothers. A woman convinced a man on Tinder that they had the same phone number. Why would somebody do this? Yeah, Why? I don't know because it's funny. <laughs> okay. So in a viral treat, tweet, this the person that did this, her name was also Hannah, not to be confused with oh. the author. Hannah shared three screenshots of her Tinder conversation with a man named Patrick. So Patrick appears to send Hannah his phone number through the app and her immediate response is, wait, what the fuck? That's my number. So then he becomes convinced that he's texting himself somehow and they legitimately share the same number. And and then she's like, just call the number and you'll see it's it's your number or it, it's my number, whatever. So then he like calls the number. He's like, it's just going straight to voicemail. And she's like, what the fuck? That's happening to me too. So <laughs> anyways, uh, or it's all like very confusing. I don't know why she wanted to take to convince him of this. I know, what an evil genius. She just thought she was playing a prank. So, oh no, so he calls the phone number and he's asked to type in a voicemail password, which is what happens when you call yourself, you Uh know? So anyways, upon realizing this, Patrick gets sold and then Hannah proves herself by asking, how could I make this shit up? Which is a fair question. Like, why would anybody pretend to convince a guy you're talking to on a dating app that you have the same number? So they commiserate about the random texts and calls they often get and blame Sprint for for fucking them over. It's a lovely conversation. Patrick then wraps up the conversation with a message that is best read with a forlorn sigh, Hannah writes, saying, I really wish I could call you. Because he'll (laughs) never be able to. They're so star-crossed. They share the same number. Uh, Then... Uh, so anyway, so for proof of this, Hannah followed up with a screenshot of a text conversation, conversation with Patrick. So I was thinking we could, we could read it together. Okay. All right. Uh, do you want to be Patrick or do you want to be Hannah? Um, dealer's choice. All right. I'll be Hannah. Okay. Because normally I'm the guy. Okay. Uh, that's my number. If you ever want to text. Wait, what the fuck? That's my number. That's impossible. Call that number right now. Text it. I'm texting myself. <laughs> Try calling me real quick. It won't let me call it. It makes me put in my voicemail password. 
Same with me, actually. This is so weird. I've had this number since middle school. Wait, you're joking, right? You're not fucking with me, are you? No, I'm not. Are you? How could I make this shit up? What carrier do you have? Do you get like weird texts all the time? Sprint, you? I get random calls and shit. No fucking way. They fucked up. They gave us the same goddamn number. I wish I could call you. Uh, then months later, she texted the number, the which was clearly not her number. Right. Uh, <laughs> is this Patrick? Yeah, who's this? Ha, 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 ha. Hannah from Tinder. Oh, shit, you got a new number, LOL. <laughs> nah, homie, I was fucking with you. Oh, okay. Well, it worked pretty well. Wow, Hannah, got a lot of time on your hands. <laughs> yeah, so anyways, that's the news story. I'm sure Hannah I never thought that her stupid prank would end up on a news story in Cosmo. But, you know, but there's here we are. It was a slow news week, so I guess. So uh, I thought it was a funny prank. Yeah. I, I mean, really stupid, like so dumb. Clearly, on all she wasn't interested in a future with Patrick. I mean, she maybe just, she was. She just like has a weird sense of humor and thought like she was just going to fuck with them and their whole relationship would be a series of pranks playing on each other. I do feel like there's a guy out there. Like, I feel like if I did this to Ian when we first met, he actually would have loved it. Right? He would have thought it was really funny. It's never too late. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, actually, this could maybe, uh, listen, I'll do this to Ian. I'll be be like, like, I got a number. This is what it is. And he'll be like, that's my number. He'll be like, what? Is that really your number? I never had your number memorized. All right, maybe maybe it won't work. I'll have Cosmo Gold. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right. That's it for the news. It is time for us to jump into our mailbox. But first, let's take a quick sponsor break. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Kapari. Kapari's coconut deodorant is aluminum-free deodorant that doesn't suck. I love, I've been looking for a good aluminum-free deodorant because I care what goes on my body, especially now that I have a baby. Uh, you know, even if those of you that don't have babies, you should still care about what goes on your body. But I especially care because, you know, it's going to be touching him. And when I was pregnant, it was like, you know, going stuff goes into your body. Your skin is your largest organ of your body. You know, this is important. Don't put shit on your body. That's bad for you. Yeah, I don't have a baby and I strictly only use aluminum free deodorant. And I actually recently accidentally bought coconut scented deodorant that wasn't aluminum free and I was devastated because I was like that's a waste but I want to smell like coconuts so Kapari came right into my life at the right moment it's I call it mermaid deodorant because it's so beautiful it and the bottle's like white and it looks like it's got like a blue wave on the front and then it's pink inside it's just beautiful and it works great and it smells really good so Kapari's deodorant doesn't leave behind a sticky white residue just the sweet subtle scent of fresh coconut milk it's also free of silicone sulfates parabens GMOs and baking soda. So it's great for sensitive skin like I have, you know, when your armpits get all red from some uh, aluminum free deodorants. This is amazing. Doesn't happen. Uh, And reordering is easy with the deodorant subscription. You just choose how often you want to receive it and then they ship it to you automatically for free. You never run out of deodorant again. Which would be devastating if you run out of deodorant. Yeah, you would be really stinky. Go to kaparibeauty.com slash single to make the safe switch today and save $5 off your first order when you subscribe. That's kapari, K-O-P-A-R-I, beauty.com slash single, kaparibeauty.com slash single. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Folane. Folane is a clean beauty retailer that believes that no one should have to compromise their health for beauty. Now, here's the thing, Angela. I got my like little 
Folane in the mail. It came in the beautiful pouch with all this great clean beauty. And I didn't know they were a sponsor yet. So I opened it and was like, oh my God, who gave this to me as a gift? Because they know me better than anyone in the world. <laughs> it's like all my favorite products in this beautiful pouch. And then I found out they were a sponsor. And I was like, I was just as excited to have them as a sponsor. But I was like, oh, nobody in my life like, <laughs> is giving me Only any gifts just because. Bummer. Just Felaine cares about you. Yeah. So what I got was the Clean Essentials Kit. It is 100% non-toxic, vegan, and cruelty-free and suitable for, for all skin types. Uh, it came... It came with a bunch of amazing trial size things that I love. One is a, it's called Osea Ocean Cleanser. Oh, I don't know. I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, but I love it. It's O-S-E-A. Another was an Indie Lee C-O-Q-10 toner. These all have fairly fancy names. Uh, and then Ursa Major Golden Hour, which Ursa Major is one of my favorite brands. And then it came also with the Folane Refillable Soap. Um, you know, ever since before I had a baby, I was like, you know what? I'm, I went into my cabinet and I threw away all of my makeup it was so freeing. Some of that makeup was like five years old. It was pretty gross. Yeah, we all hang on to our old makeup. But I was looking at dollar signs as I was throwing it. I was like, oh my God, I'm wasting all this money. And then I was like, you know what? No, I'm doing this for me. It felt so good to just start fresh and get rid of all of my beauty products, my makeup, and just be like, I'm going clean. I'm going non-toxic. This stuff is so bad for you. And it's been, you know, I've been using it because it's been pushed on me and sold to me since I was a teenager. And it's not cool that, you know, they're, pumping these beauty products full of a bunch of toxic shit that's bad for you. So I went all clean and I'm just so excited to have them as a sponsor. Yeah, you're taking beauty back into your hands. I really am. So a bit more about Folane. To be a Folane approved product, a product has to be safe, effective, and luxurious to experience. They're uncompromising. Some might say relentless in the quest to find the best products. Here's their five-step approval process. It's identify, research, test, validate, and launch. They have a restricted ingredients list. Ingredients can be harmful for different reasons, and your skin absorbs up to 60% of ingredients applied. Folane ensures that every ingredient in their products plays a positive role in your health with no downside or compromises allowed. You can take a skin quiz on their website, come clean risk-free. If any product you try doesn't work for you, they'll replace it with something that does. Pure and simple with free returns. Very cool. I, I love what they're all about. So check them out. You guys should, you know, get on board with the clean beauty trend. It's, you know, Angela's on board now too. I'm it's, on board. It's, I don't want my 60% of my skin absorbing bad stuff. No, nobody does. For only $22, that's over 50% off. You can try the Clean Essentials Kit today. Go to F-O-L-L-A-I-N.com slash single to try the kit and enter our promo code, which is single at checkout for free shipping. That's folane.com slash single and then enter the promo code single. F-O-L-L-A-I-N, folane.com slash single. Angela, what are we reading about in the mailbox? Okay, we have an email from our listener, Amanda. She wrote an email with the subject line, nerd status, status, parentheses, BFF question. So she says, I've dated around enough to know my general type, which is fuckboy. Uh, I, I thought this was a good, we did a fuckboy episode a few weeks back, but 
but this still fits like opposites attract. So I yeah. thought I thought it was like bringing everything full circle. Yeah, fuckboys never go away. Um, however, I recently started seeing someone who is almost the complete opposite of most of the guys I've dated in the past. While he's super sweet, we have very different interests. He's a gamer and a total hermit. While I am very social and love being active and outside, I would like to think this divide could be a good thing to potentially help him get out more and for me to learn about things he likes. Like video games? Okay. All right. Um, We seem to have similar core values and I'm attracted to him. I just wonder if our day-to-day compatibility is strong enough to keep the fire burning after the initial lust has fizzled out. Is this relationship worth pursuing? Should I tell him my concerns? Part of me is just relieved he's not another fuckboy and I want to test those new waters, but I also want to be... Waste, I don't want to be wasting both of our times. We'd love to hear what you think. May the force be with you, Amanda. I love that she is a Star Wars fan. I know she's already turning into a gamer nerd girl. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, I love Star Wars. That's why kind of part of the reason we named our son Rilo. I thought it sounded oh like my God. It thought it sounded like a Star Wars character. Like it could be. Well, Ky- Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren. It was like kind of a combination. You combine them. Yeah, in a way. Wow, you guys are nerds. I didn't even realize. <laughs> uh, so all right. This is what I think, Amanda. I think this guy sounds awesome. Who wants to be dating fuckboys for the rest of their life? I wish I could tell you how many times I've told my friends to stop dating jerks and just like date a nice guy. This is why I love Ian. He's just a nice guy. This is why I love Nick. He's just a nice guy. I wish more of my friends besides Angela would date just a guy that's just a nice guy. Honestly, things can fizzle out in any relationship. I don't think that necessarily has to do with compatibility. This sounds like a Kate... like a classic case to me of opposites attract, which is very similar to Nick and I, to be honest. I am much more outgoing and he likes to stay home, but we have the same core values, just like you guys. And in the end, you know, like as I've gotten older and, you know, in our relationship, I've gotten Nick to like do a lot of things he wouldn't normally do. And I like make a lot of plans and he's got, and, and he's, you know, kind of convinced me to like, just chill out a little bit, like I don't need to plan every single night of the week. Let's just like have some nights in and like order food in. And that's been really enjoyable. So, you know, as long as you can like compromise and understand and like respect what the other person wants to do sometimes. And like, you know, if you're like, I want to go out clubbing and he's like, really doesn't want to just be like, okay, cool. I'm going to go out with my friends because that's what I do a lot is I'll do a lot of things with other people in my life and then I'll come home to Nick. So as long as you can do that and you, you're not going to get frustrated with this guy for wanting to like stay home and play games and you're willing to also show an interest in his, in his uh, you know, interests and hobbies, then I think this sounds like an awesome dude. What do you think? I totally agree with everything you said. The only other point that I would make, though, is that always remember that someone being nice is never enough. Like she says, you know, they have the same core values and everything. So it sounds like things are good. But just like general note like i feel like guys like nice guys that tend to be like kind of nerdy that don't get a lot of girls are always like oh girls want jerks like the nice guys finish last whatever and that's not true it's just that you can't just be nice like you need to have chemistry and connect with somebody so don't just because he's nice feel like you're forcing the chemistry there if it's not there you're not a bad person for not letting it work out for sure those guys I call good on paper, guys. They might be really good on paper, but if there's no chemistry, there's no chemistry. But it sounds like they have the chemistry and he's a nice guy. Right. So just sounds like everything's great. Just make sure that there's like compromise going on. Like, 
even though he doesn't want to go out that much, make sure he's not stopping you from going out and vice versa. You don't need to do everything together. A give and take. Mm-hmm. If you're if he wants to play video games for four hours straight and you're not in the mood, just be like, you know what? Like, this is how you unwind and like can kind of zone out after a crazy day at work. So like, why don't you do that? And I'm going to go out with my friends. And yeah. that's totally fine. I'm totally going through that right now. We'll talk about it a little bit later in the episode. But like... I'm trying to be more active because Ian's a very active person and I'm not. So I'm trying to be a little sportier. Oh. And yeah, it's hard. But when you care about somebody, you got to do it. Yep. There you go. Uh, what else do we got in the mailbox? Okay. Now we have one from an anonymous listener and they write, I met a guy on a dating app while we both were living in Georgia. Now I live in Tennessee and he lives in California. And despite the distance, we have maintained contact and are both interested in one another. He's flown to visit me once and I was intentional not to kiss him during the first visit because I was waiting to see if things would continue beyond our initial meeting. During his visit, I found out that he is Muslim. I feel conflicted because dating someone who shared my Christian faith has always been important. However, upon meeting him, everyone says he is so caring, sweet and that we have similar personalities i knew when we first talked that he was from spain and this would be a long distance relationship for a while but now with the added religious differences i'm starting to feel like we have too many things working against us what should i do i go to visit him in a month and i'm worried that if we continue to ignore our obvious differences we will get hurt i think he is an amazing person and i really like him should i continue to pursue this relationship or let it go and if i do continue how do i get over my own worries about our relationship So I think this is something that you need to talk to this guy about because it also depends how religious each of you are. Like, are you super, super adamant on raising your children only Christian? And is he super, super adamant on raising his children only with the Muslim faith? Or are you guys both willing to introduce both religions to your children and kind of share holidays and have them experience both traditions? Um, Which is what you and I kind of are both doing. Because we're both in interfaith relationships, even though I think all four people involved in our situation are not very religious. Exactly. Yeah. Nick really, he grew up Catholic, but like has really turned his back on the Catholic church uh, for many many reasons. Same. But I do like traditions. I like Christmas. Oh, yeah. You're Catholic too. I mean, well, on paper. On paper. Um, But yeah, I like the traditions. The traditions are nice for Judaism also. Right. And that's kind of how Ian and I approach it. Yeah. The, with no religious affiliation, just incorporate, you know, Passover and Christmas and exactly. All those so, I mean, I would talk to this guy about this. I mean, maybe it'll it probably would feel super weird being like, so how do you want to raise your children? But I think because right. it's of, very early in their situation. Yeah, but I think those things can like kind of come up when you're in one of those like super deep conversations about like childhood, you know, on dates. Yeah, th- those come up. They can. Mm-hmm. You can make them come up. Um, so I would want to know that, like, see how open minded he is. He's dating you, so clearly he's not that strict on dating someone who's only Muslim and for sure wants to raise his children only. I I think that would be my guess just from your email. Um, Also, this is how I look at differences. Let's say there's 10 categories that are important to you in a relationship and the person that you're with meets eight of them. Maybe the ninth is religion and religion's not one of them. Uh, and like who knows what the 10th is but like if you've got like eight out of 10 things going for you I think you're like ahead of the pack because you could find some Christian guy that you really love but there could be a lot that you know that might be you might have only like three things that that click and you might have seven things that don't so you definitely have to prioritize what's what's super important to you. But I think if you've got like a lot of things going for you and like right now you have like long distance and 
and a different religion as as things that aren't the exact same, I think you're in a pretty good spot because you're never going to find someone that's like the exact same as you. Also, that would be really boring and impossible and it's probably not going to happen. Right. And keep in mind that moving forward together doesn't mean that either of you even have to give up your religions. Not at all. You just learn more about each other's and maybe he comes with you to church if that's important to you and you go with him to the mosque and like just make it work. Make it, you can work. make it work. And I mean, what if, you know, I think you, you said you want to raise, right? She said it's about children, right? How she wants to raise her kids or just um, that it's, she said, or did I just make that up? Is mm-hmm. it more just that that's really important to her? I guess she, she just, just says she, with sh- she wants somebody sh- who shares her Christian faith. Okay. Well, he's not going to share your Christian faith because <laughs> he is not Muslim. Or I don't know. Is, I don't know yeah. at what point. I'm, I guess I must have read into that sentence and assumed this was about children. I mean, I'm sure that is in the back an of her issue head. for her because I think every like interfaith couple kind of that's what people always put like they're like how are you gonna raise your kids though yeah it's fine for now but how are you gonna raise your kids i mean you just will though yeah. and the kids will be better for it because they'll have the experience of of multiple religions and cultures and backgrounds um but yeah he's not gonna share our christian faith he's i'm i'm gonna go ahead with a hunch and guess that like he's not gonna convert and i don't know maybe he will if you talk to him about that but let's assume he's not I think as long as someone is not trying to change you or put down your faith or or have you stop going to church and they're supportive of you and your beliefs. Right. And, and you're not going to do the same, same to them. To the same to them, then you're in a good place. Yeah. So, I don't know. Let us know what happens. Uh, if any of you other listeners want your questions answered or if you have any funny messages that you want to share, you can email us at contact at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. You can also find all of our contact info on our website at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. Now let's dive in to our reason of the week. This week's reason is when opposites attract. Yes. So this, I would say like our first email listener really like epitomize what I wish a lot of people would do, which is sometimes you need to switch up your type. So she knew she was dating those fuck boys. Now she's mm-hmm. switching up her type and she's a little nervous about it. And she's like, oh God, I'm dating a guy that's nice. And this is weird. And this is uncomfortable. Uh, and we don't necessarily share all the same interests, but you know what? You got to try out different shoes. Wear different hats. Different and, hats. Or different shoes. Hats, I think, is a more common <laughs> yeah. metaphor. Uh, Either way, accessories. But I think that like you and Ian are very different and Nick and I are very different. Would you Would you agree? Yes. It's funny. When I met Ian, I didn't realize how different we were because uh, uh, at first, like it seems like we're very similar. He's very much – he is my type, I would say. But after having gotten to know him more and living with him after all this time, like – there's definitely certain things that we've learned we're very different on um, and we're actually like working on, we see how those things have made our relationship stronger and we're like kind of leaning into them now because like for me, I've kind of taught Ian how to chill. Like he gets very antsy if he sits for too long, like on a Sunday, to me that's like restful day. It's like I could sit and watch a movie, but he feels guilty and he like has to get up and like mop the floor and like ride his bike and like do all these things so I'm teaching him how to chill and then on the other hand he's like teaching me how to be more active this is amazing I know that we joke about how you are the same as Nick and Ian and I are really similar yes but I'm just like reminded of it more and more the more you talk about Ian I mean physically you guys don't look alike but maybe on the inside you're the same person (laughs) it's really weird it's really weird I mean I guess uh well, you and Nick have the same birthday. 
Right. And then I feel like there was something that I just realized recently that like Ian and I, when, when's Ian's birthday? He's a Pisces. Okay. It's not his birthday. There was something else where I was like, Ian and I are super similar. I can't remember what it was or what it is. I don't know. But, but yeah. I mean, I think that's so great that you're, that you're realizing how long have you been together now? Like four years? It'll be actually five years in January. Five years in January. That's crazy. And also like this is like a kind of very superficial thing, but music wise, we have very different musical tastes. Well, you like show tunes. I do. And that's not for the faint of heart. <laughs> and yet the other day we went to see My Fair Lady and then he has been listening to My Fair Lady ever since. And I'm like, you have no idea what that means to me. That's so special. I know. And now, but now I feel pressured to listen to his music. But next Which week is what? I, I'm what going is- to a concert with him for like a band that I don't know and I won't know a single song, but I'm going to not complain a single time what's the band what's this music blood orange i don't know yeah i'm not cool anymore he's he's a cool kid you know he likes the the music that i don't know or nobody knows but that's great you <laughs> know be fun. i'm he so sends proud me of you. links now during the day and i listen to it on spotify and really sometimes i even like i i learned a new band from him perfume genius anybody nope <laughs> see very cool uh yeah. he should just make you a spotify playlist I know. I wish he would. That's what he should do. Maybe we'll make each other playlists. Oh, God. How romantic. (laughs) That's so sweet. And he'll hate mine, but it's fine. Uh, What about you? So what about you and Nick? I think I always realized that we were a little bit opposites attract. I, he was, you know, an artist that like worked this like, when I, when we met, I mean, he still is an artist, but he works this like, you know, solitary job alone in the studio where he'll be painting for like days on end and not know Saturday from Tuesday or Wednesday. It was very hard at the beginning because anything that was on the calendar would really stress him out. Like if anything was on the calendar, because that just meant like he knew in the back of his head, like he was painting. But what if he got in the zone? He had this thing that was on the calendar, whereas I still to this day have every single hour of the day blocked off like. It would my calendar would probably scare a lot of people. It's color coded. It's color coded, but I just need to have everything planned out for me to feel in char- like in charge of my own life and organized. And I, I I'll block off like half an hour to do laundry, and then the next half an hour for that like make dinner. Like it's very. It's just it's how I get a lot of stuff done. It brings me peace. See, in that way, you and I are similar, and Ian is not like that at all. Right? Yeah. Okay. And yeah. that and that can be really difficult for a couple yeah i don't manage your time the same way exactly so nick really had to compromise in that aspect and he'd be like okay look we can put a couple things on the calendar but you just need to give me like you know i can't have it be every night like i just need to be more spontaneous and i've realized even with things like making reservations for birthdays he'll make reservations for my birthday like the day before and you know at the beginning i looked at it as someone that didn't care and I would think like, you know, you didn't put any thought into this. You got my gift like, you know, you got my gift like the day before, you know, whereas like I'll buy his gift like a month before and I'll be like, right. make a reservation at like a place I know he likes. And but then I realized like for my birthday this year, he went to like 15 different stores to look for something. Granted, he did it and bought ended up buying the gift the day before. But it doesn't mean that he doesn't care. He cares just as much. This is just his personality. Right. He's not like thinking about a birthday a month in advance. He thinks about things when they happen. And you've been together with him long enough to know like that is how Nick expresses like caring for somebody. But when you first met him, that's harder to like mentally grasp, which I didn't I feel understand like I've it through as well. Because sometimes I, you need to give people time yeah. or give yourself time to get to know the person. And I'm realizing so uh we had a guest on our podcast, a bunch of episodes. Well, she's been on twice, Jillian Tarecki. And she told this crazy story. 
um, uh, in, in her newsletter recently about a squirrel that she saw that was like dying on the ground and her dog oh had like, God. was like, had, she like looked up from her phone and saw like her dog, like growling at this like poor squirrel that's dying. I promise the story is related. And, uh, anyway, she was just started screaming. She like th- thought her dog had like caught the squirrel and was like freaking out trying to call these vets, like, you know, feeling horrible that her dog had like finally caught a squirrel. And then, you know, half an hour later another squirrel drops from the tree and falls this is really what? sad apparently like little baby squirrels sometimes just fall from trees if their mom oh, doesn't like bring them food or they like can't i know it's it's actually that part is really they were sad. all leaping to their death they were leaping to their death anyway so she realized that that her dog had not caught the squirrel she had just assumed it and and it was like a metaphor for the stories we tell ourselves and it's just been sticking with me a lot so the story that i used to tell myself was that Nick didn't care as much about me because he wouldn't make reservations or would buy gifts last minute or, you know, wouldn't ask me out on a date on a Saturday, which was my, you know, when I was working like an office job in a magazine was like my big date night day. And so my story was he doesn't care about me, but that wasn't true. It's that like we're opposites attract and our brains work differently. And sometimes you just can't always believe the stories that you tell yourself. That is... The nicest story about squirrels jumping to their death I've ever heard. (laughs) (laughs) And I will also keep it with me. Uh, (laughs) On that note, it is time for our Reason of the Week Breakdown. Opposites who attract have been the story in many pop culture flicks and plays and Books. I'm going to test Angela's knowledge of opposites who attract in a game we call Forces Forces of of Nature. Nature. I'm going to describe two lovers who are opposites, and Angela has to guess what they're from. Ooh, are are these are all movies? Actually, oh, I was going to say, are like you you and Nick on here? Me and Ian? No, no, actually, they are just all movies. Okay. Uh, Well, the first one, uh, movie and a play. Okay. A little hint. Okay. Uh, Are you ready to play? Yes. All right, number one. They are children of feuding families who end up dead. Romeo and Juliet. Started you off with an easy one. Thanks. Uh, well, they're like the ultimate opposites track. Well, I don't know. I These guess. are all pretty ultimates. Oh. He has legs and she doesn't. Boris <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> mm, Gump and Lieutenant Dan. No, I'm joking. Uh, the, the Little Mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> I like your first guess though. <laughs> She's a princess princess and he is a street urchin. Aladdin? Uh-huh. Very good. You know, a lot of Disney movies are opposites attract him. Classic really tale. Like Classic tale. She's a prostitute and he's a rich businessman. <gasps> Pretty woman. He's an English soldier and she's the daughter of an Alequin chief. Oh Gonquin chief. <laughs> Sorry. I still knew what you meant, though. Is I, it, I hope. I, pro- I probably still butchered. I think Al- Algonquin. Algonquin chief. Pocahontas. Sure is. She's a good girl and he's a greaser. Grease. <laughs> I know. I, right, you know what? This is a thankfully easy quiz. I know. I made this one too Thank easy. Thank you, Laura. Uh, all right. Let's see. If, well, okay. She's an aristocrat and he's a poor boy and they're on a big boat. <laughs> Oh, Titanic. <laughs> Yay. Oh. I think this is the first quiz you've gotten all right. I know. That was amazing. Uh, but it's really amazing when you look at uh, 
when you look at pop culture, opposites attract. And they like, almost all made it work except for Rose and Jack. <laughs> well, and they would have if they hadn't died. Right. <laughs> uh, but, you know, opposites attract is just the classic love story. So don't let it stop you guys from from you know getting outside your comfort zone exactly and on that note we hope we've cleared up this week's reason because that is it for this week's this is why you're single podcast check out our book it's available on amazon barnes noble and our audiobook on audible yeah and you can get hooked up with discounts from all of our sponsors for a full list of sponsors and the codes check out our podcast page on this is why you're single show.com we're also on social so you can follow us on instagram and twitter at your single show please like and subscribe on itunes and thanks for listening tune in next week for a whole new show Bye. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba 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 ba. This is why you're single. Ba 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 ba. That was a headgum podcast.